This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Am I getting asthma from this microphone? It feels dusty as fuck. It feels like I'm going down on a cat. Um, You know, Bert and Ernie, it looks like every time you cover your face, (laughs) you look like you have Bert's nose. (laughs) It just feel like I'm going down on a Muppet right now. (gasps) It's a a foam wind guard. It's what it is. AKA Snuffy's dick. It's Snuffy's dick. I can't. I need. I need to go home. Hey everybody, I'm Michelle Buteau. And I'm Jordan Carlos, and welcome to Adulting from WNYC Studios. Y'all, on this episode, we hear from three really amazing people. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Just kidding. <laughs> a porn and Charla. Gina Rosero. And Crystal Webb. So stay tuned. I love that sad-ass air horn. To see you. Thanks for oh, coming. you guys look so good. My dick just too jumped. Too far. Too far. <laughs> How are you, Michelle? Jordan, There's I'm so, so much better now. Look at this. people here. I can feel the love in the room. I feel like a size 13. <laughs> good oh, man. Oh my God. Look at Please you. give it up for DJ Donwell, everybody. DJ Donwell. But you must have done the leave-in conditioner today. I, I had an outfit change. I brought my hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for you. You have a boyish head of hair, Don. You look good, man. Thanks. I'm, I'm trying to be like you, man. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I went to the I went to my family reunion, which is really cool. Yes. Um, that was in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, which is really fun. Oh we, my God! The we, minute you say family reunion in New Orleans, I just hear two hops, two hops. Yes, there was a lot of cha-cha slide. <laughs> reverse, lot, I mean, it was, it was put on. The cha-cha slide was put on. Believe it or not, my my family is very uptight, and uh, <laughs> we do not. Are you going to tell me you're the, the cool cha-cha one? Slide. I am. I'm relaxed with my body and. <laughs> Kind of the more artsy one. They're like, Jordan's so, you know, eccentric, you know? Uh, no, our family reunion, uh, it was crashed by another family. Oh, shit. Uh, it was just another black family that was like, yeah, we can get up in here. This cool. And, like, we were, do- that, that song, the, the cha-cha, I'm wrong emphasis. I'm like, cha-cha slide. Cha-cha slide came on. There's one no- time, little hop. Two time, little hop. You know, so, like, then these people were doing it perfectly. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Those aren't any cuzzies of mine. And um, it was this family from another room that had come in. And we were kind of like, you know, we all extended family. Um, but like, who are you? And, and it, yeah, they told us they were just another family. And then they ate all our gumbo. Um, shit. Which was like violent. They're like, you got to go now. Now you oh, cross the fucking line. More than one go. bowl? More than one bowl? I think it was, it was multiple cups. My family's a little oh, cheap. Oh, no. So, uh... <laughs> 
We didn't win cups. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. I mean, the thing about family reunions that are just ass clinchers for me is like everybody's like in my family. We have to like look. Does this happen at your family reunion? Like everybody has like keeping up appearances. Everybody has to look good and everything like that. And they're like, Jordan, what you working on? What you doing now? How many movies you got out? Right? And I was like. I remember I said this to a cousin at a family reunion when I was on three different television shows. It's like, I'm on three shows. And he was like, well, you got to be on four, really. Uh, Come the fuck on, man. It's tough out here. You know I love that shit. You love that shit? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You paying your child support? What you doing? That's definitely not the tone in my family. But uh, (laughs) although there was... One roast by yours truly where my, my cousin on the Duval side of the family, he got a little sassy and he goes, he goes uh, I, see some, uh, I see some platinum in your hair there, platinum. And I was like, well, Driscoll, at least I have all of it. Yeah! Oh, what a happy time. Look, what can Holy I say? Shit. What can I say? Oh, my God. But what I love is that, you know, he's so him. And (laughs) Jordan is so him. And you wouldn't think that he has a temper, but something like he's like all about justice. And when that's like my favorite is when you make a very nice person angry. Are we doing this? We're doing this. Okay. All right. We're doing it quickly, but we're doing it. Yes, we're doing this. Okay, so um, if you've listened to the podcast before, I've really become a New Yorker. Not only did I get my... My phone fell in the subway tracks. Went and got that shit. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Got that shit on my own. I also... I also... I have a car in New York. I'm rich. And... um, And it's a 2007 Toyota Matrix, best car ever, because it's paid all the way off. So fuck, y'all. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Power, everything. All right, so um, I'm driving along one night and uh, on the BQE, and this like tow truck guy smashes into my side mirror and takes that shit off. And then I pull up beside him, and I was like, pull over, right? And Citizens arrest from Merkel. over. On patrol. So we pull over and then he's like, fuck you, bye. And then he takes off. He takes off. I don't know, in my other life, I am uh, Ryan Gosling from Drive. And uh, I was like, I'll take you wherever you gotta go in five minutes or less. Fucking strap my watch to the steering wheel and go, right? So I was like, let's do this shit. Rev up my Toyota Matrix, like, and take off on after this fucker on the BQE like a bat out of hell. I'm like... Okay, and if you don't know... What? I'm in the middle... What? No, but if people don't know the BQE, it's a fucking highway. Right, the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. A lot of you are asleep as your Uber driver takes you home at night on it. (laughs) You're like, he's got 4.9 stars. (laughs) Fuck it, I'm living life, you know. (laughs) Right. So I'm right there under the Brooklyn Promenade, under the cut, as we call it, right? And I've got this motherfucker, right? I'm on his ass. I'm like, I'm driving movie style. I call 911. I'm like, yo, this guy has got me on a hit and run. She's like, we'll send units. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot I'm black. Forget it. All right, so I was like, swear to God, swear to God, swear to God. I, I catch up with him in Williamsburg. I was like, pull over, pull over. (laughs) 
pulls over. He finally pulls over, and I'm like, I'm like, oh god, what? Am, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. This is a tow truck guy. Look at me. I get inhalers when I'm scared, right? I'm like, I. So I was like, I'm gonna die. This guy's gonna beat me with a tire iron. It's gonna be over, right? So he gets out of the truck. He jumps down. It's Danny DeVito. And I was like, I was like, oh, thank Jesus. And I was like, look what you did to the side of my car. And he's like, look, look, you took off the mirror. And he's like, I didn't do anything, right? And I was like, so then I showed him the black fucking mark going down his truck. I was like, look at that shit. And then he gave me his information. You know what he said? That was the one thing all I wanted, all I fucking wanted in New York City. He goes, I'm sorry. Yes, give it up for Jordy and his Thank you. Boys. That's it. Oh. I love what New York has done to you. Let's get our guest out. Let's get him out. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my gosh. Very exciting stuff. Our first guest. Yes. You guys are so lucky. You're so Y'all lucky. Y'all are so lucky. You have no idea. She amazing. She amazing. Uh, she boss. Her yes. Twitter is amazing. If you, you don't follow her, You might know her from Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Uh, she has her own half-hour special on Comedy Central, Comedy Central. as well. Uh, she is a regular on Corporate on Comedy Central. Yes. Please, just give it up for Aparna Nantrala. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're lucky you we're hashtag honey. blessed. I w- I'm for the podcast audience, I'm wearing a romper or a jumpsuit. But Same. it's like too long because most people are two times as tall as me. Mm-hmm. So the pockets are actually at my knees. I mean when I get a jumpsuit or a romper, yeah. I get an exercise bigger just so I don't have all the wedgies because I feel like every time I bend over my ass eats it. Yeah. But I really love this on you. It's a good look. I feel like sometimes your butt needs a snack. <laughs> oh my god. Are you okay, Jordan? I just I, I'm just thinking about the image. Uh, <laughs> just replaying in my head over and over again. Aparna, thank you for joining us. Thank you for yeah. having my, me. My you goodness. guys are the best. I know I tell this story all the time. Yeah. We have a couple of stories. We have at least two stories. We have at least two stories. <laughs> So, I don't know how long ago it was, saw you at the Delta. Um. It was April 11, 2014. No, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, someone keeps a journal. No, I took a, a screenwriting class. I took one class, and uh, they told me to be specific. <laughs> About what? Like, if you're telling a story, if you give details, the audience will be like, okay, this person was there. <laughs> Got it. April 12th, 2014. 11th. Sorry. <laughs> I'd be a terrible witness. <laughs> I saw you in the airport. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to the Delta Lounge because that's what a bitch does. Yeah, which was, uh, I didn't even know there were clubs in the airport at that point. <laughs> I just remember you let me in there. You kindly let me be your plus one. Yeah. And all I, I was so excited just about the loose hard-boiled eggs. And I was like, you, you got to not be impressed by hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. I feel like you got orange juice and I got white wine. Because <laughs> it was 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 
But are you? Have you been traveling a lot for work? Like no, feels, I've yeah. been working on a book, so I've been staying put. Oh my Ooh. gosh, that is so grown. How the is fuck that? Because I'm working on a book too, you but are? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about it. I've yeah. been. T- I'm like, maybe if I say it, I will. Yeah. I'm also working on a book, and it's it's a kids' book actually, uh, and it's called "The Mouse That Brought Down the House." It's about a, a mouse doing stand-up comedy. What? Yeah, yeah. That's it already wrong. has a name. You can pre-order right now on Amazon. I know. <laughs> Wait, is your book a collection of essays? Is it... Um... Yeah, it's essays. Why are you mad? <laughs> I know, because you're in it. It's hard. No, because every comedian either does essays or a memoir. No one's doing, you know... Who's writing to... Moby Dick? Like, I mean... <laughs> Like, would you, I mean, would you think a comedian would have it in them to, like, write a novel? You know what I'm saying? Like... No, I don't think they should be writing novels. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Because I I think it would just be, like, a memoir with all the names changed. And you'd be like, this is not a novel. Yeah. You know what's difficult about a book for me is that it feels like it's an emotional tattoo. Where it's going to be out there forever. Where stand-up, you said it, you know, like, on TV. You'd be like, whatever, that's who I was in 2012. Yeah. But when you write it, it's like you really have to mean it. I know. And so, yeah, I have a chapter about bad blowjobs. <laughs> but I'm also dedicating the book to my kids. <laughs> but, but, then the, my? but then reviewers are going to be like, she contains multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh what scares you? In life? Yes. Everything. Do you, are you... I, Yes. I'm a ner- I'm an anxious person and okay, yeah. it, everything makes me- I wake up with dread. Okay. With, with, yeah. dr- with dread. Like about mm-hmm. the state of affairs, the administration, what you're going to wear. I like to change it up. <laughs> different Different day, different dread. <laughs> Got it. How is dating for you? It's done. <laughs> it's done for you now. You beat the big boss? You, it's you done won for the now. Game? It's done for now. It's done for now. I just moved in with, with my boyfriend, so... Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, you! So, it, you know, I, until that ends. Can I, can I ask a question? Did you have to mix stuff like, like uh, you know, sofas and whose sofa went and yeah, whose like sofa Yeah, like when Harry stayed? met Sally. Yeah. He had a lot of furniture from grandparents, and I think that, like, his grandfather built this cabinet. So wow. I was like, well, that's, that's going to trump my, you know, Ikea mix and match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the hardest thing about living with someone that you didn't even think would be difficult? I think sometimes you are having a conversation and then you're like, oh, no, we're fighting. (laughs) 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 You find yourself in a fight. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I think I'm really mad. Have you slammed doors yet? I have not slammed doors, but I have um, aggressively plumped a pillow. 
The judo chop right in the middle? Is that what you mean? Like, when my husband and I first moved in with each other, it was like a loft in downtown LA, and there was no doors. We just had like a big curtain. What? So I was like, I'm not talking to you. Like, <laughs> but then it would be open. I'm like, I'm not talking to you! And it would be open on this side. It's a mess. I know. Sometimes you just want to leave, and then you're like, what time is it? Oh, I can't leave. I know. What is your advice for people who are moving in with their boyfriend? I think you gotta make, this is, this is probably a magnet too, but you gotta make space for your stuff, but also each other. Oh my God. <laughs> and in closing, what do you wanna do for yourself, the most adult thing you wanna do for yourself this year? Most grown ass thing. Yes. Probably actually tell someone when I'm mad at them. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that I think if you ever told me that you were mad at me, I would feel like shit. Why? Because it would be like you're disappointed. Like I let you down. Yeah, but I feel like what, what happens in New York is you are mad at someone and then uh, six other things happen as you're going about the city that deserve legitimate madness. Yes. And then... Those all conglomerate into this like supercharged energy, just anger ball. And then you're afraid of taking that back to the original perp. <laughs> Fair enough. Aparna, everybody! Aparna! She is awesome. She is awesome. us some adulting questions which are on these pieces of paper and we're going to answer them right about now. Alright, um, how do you navigate corporate spaces that uphold racist systems while maintaining your convictions and paying your fucking bills? Uh, wow. How do you do it? How do you do it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did Al Sharpton come to the show tonight? Oh my god. D-Ray McKesson is here. Okay. Um, oh shit. What say I would, you? What I would say also you? I would say that uh, you know ride that little pony as far as you can, learn as much as you can from that corporation. But obviously, every job you have is not a life sentence. You don't have to prove anything. Make your own. Make your own culture. Yes. Make it yours. Set the tone. That's what that's what was done in the office that you're in. You can either make your own dreams, or someone will pay you to make theirs. Okay, I'm, I'm dropping the mic now. Yes. All right, um, that's what I would do. Yes. Someone got a spiritual pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. I had my CBD today. I'm ready to go. All right. Okay. When is it too old to drink Long Island? <laughs> I love this range of questions. That's a range. We got we to figure it out. I mean, I, I... First of all, Long Island's a fucking disgusting, so that's... Whoa, 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 It's like cilantro. It's very polarizing. People are, like, into it. <laughs> Who's into it? Who likes Long Island? This lady raised her fucking hand. No, she did. Witness testifying. Yeah, love yeah, it. yeah. I, you know what? I love margaritas. I love a Cadillac margarita with a little, like, Grand Marnier on top. 
But, you know, when I turned like 30-something, it felt like I had a fire between my tits. Heartburn. I was, everybody be like, you okay? And I'd just be like holding between my titties like, oh no. Like, I was looking for the answer. And so like, I was too old. <laughs> I am never prepared to go back to work on Monday. What are some good excuses? Yo rent, bitch. Yo rent. Yo kids. Like, <laughs> break in, break in. Someone broke into your apartment. Oh. Oh no. Oh. I'll do the breaking. Um, oh, wait, one. is it an excuse not to go to work? Yes, yeah, excuse not to go to work. Oh, your period. <laughs> All right, let's bring our next guest out. Yes, our next guest. Very excited. Very excited. She's a trailblazer. Yes. In her own right. Um, she's August 2019's uh, Playmate and Playboy, and she's the first trans Asian woman to do so. Bitch, get your life. Please help Please. us welcome. Cheetah Rosero. Right there. Gina, have a seat. First of all, Mazel Tov and congratulations. It's amazing. Thank you. As I said, you gave me an excuse to buy Playboy. Thank you. Buy Playboy, y'all, yeah? Yes. You're like the Obama Playboy. I'm doing it all. I think we were having a conversation because when, when Jordan first asked me to do this, I was just speaking at the UN. And then also bringing Playboy at the UN. So I was like, maybe, maybe I could be the Playmate diplomat of sorts. Yes. So. so many follow-up questions. What was it like for you as a child? How did you know? Did you have a dream? Were you just like, like what? what, what, what? Um, let me see. I remember wearing a lot of like T-shirt on my head mm-hmm. or blanket, and I would wear it on my hair, and I would feel like that was my hair. Mm. And I think my mom finally asked me, it's like, why do you always say, Mom, this is my hair. I'm a girl. So I came out through my hair to my mom. So, yes. You and know, what did your I mom think, say? My mom was, I, I think, because I grew up in the Philippines where we actually have a culture of trans beauty pageant on TV. <laughs> which is like, I mean, Philippines is a very conservative Catholic country, right? Mm-hmm. Thank There's, you, Spain. <laughs> Thank you, colonialism. Thanks, colonization. Mm-hmm. The only country in the world where you can't get divorced. What? <laughs> However... <laughs> You go on Sunday, right? You go to church at 12 p.m. And at 1 p.m. you go home and you watch a trans beauty pageant on national television with the whole family. <laughs> so the best that, of that, that, that kind, that's how I grew up. So, yeah, it's a walking contradiction. Yeah. Right. And then when I was 15, I was watching one of those pageants in the Philippines. And I, this trans woman named Tiger Lily. Yes, that's a good name. Yeah, she saw something in me. Floating around, and she asked me if I should join a pageant. And at 15 years old, what do you do? Of course you join a trans pageant, right? And that night, my first pageant, I won second runner-up. What? Best in swimsuit and best in long gown. Yes, auntie. And I couldn't stop after that. (laughs) How did your mom mom react to the news? My mom... I mean, even though there's no word like trans in yeah. the Philippines, I mean, I, I just knew, like, I'm a girl, and I would just tell her, like, I'm a girl. I just, she just loved me, and, like, I mean, we would still have arguments right now about religion and everything, and oh, I would... Yes. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I would always ask my sisters and my mom, like, why did you guys, like, 
accepted me and loved me. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know what? When you were young, every time we would take away your Barbie from you, you would cry so loud and we would be interrupted watching telenovela. So... <laughs> What is dating like for you? I'm, I'm so lucky. I've, I've been with my partner for 10 years, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's amazing. We've celebrated, you know, did amazing mushroom for 10 years and had a great time. What was that? You did shrooms? You did shrooms. Did my you favorite. look at, like, a cloud for seven hours? I was crying, and it was colorful, and it was <laughs> crying colorful for six hours, so... Um, this is also a part of your TED Talk. You have to... I'm, like, making people watch it. Why, why aren't you guys writing this down? Um, but that you passed. You passed for a cis woman for a while, right? Yeah. So what was it like when... At that time, was there a lot of anxiety? Yeah. Like, like, so I moved to New York City in 2005 to start modeling. But this is 2005. Very different yes. time. So I made the decision to not share my model agent that I'm trans. And yes, I recognize the privilege and to pass. But you could just imagine that every time I would go to a, a casting, to an audition, I would always feel paranoid mm. that somebody might say something. I think it got to the point for me that I remember doing a lip gloss commercial for a cosmetic company, and it was so big, right? It's, and as a model, that should have been like, oh, I made it. I did it. I remember when that commercial came out, I was so afraid at home, paranoid, that like, oh, the next day, there's going to be a page six news about Gina, right? right. I had eczema for a year. Like, it, the doctor even thought that I had scabies. And I just had a breakdown. I, I said, I just need to honor this eczema, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I honored the eczema that I wanted to come out and tell my story in a TED Talk. So yeah. That's how you came out? That's how I came out. Oh that's because amazing. the eczema was so much on my body. Mm-hmm. You know, even just to say I want to be a model and actually be a model, is, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing. You are a fucking unicorn. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yourself. The most adult you thing yourself? you want to do this year, most whether it's to keep ass, a plant alive, whatever. whatever oh. the fu- what do you want to do? Um, I'm producing, so I'm like, yes. there's so many. I, I was telling Jordan earlier, like, if I ain't bitching, I am pitching. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, just so many that ideas. Thing. I mean, I grew up in this small little alley in the Philippines, and here I am with y'all talking about this. Yeah. And like, I'm one lucky bitch. So, I mean, like, I wake up so. <laughs> Full of gratitude to just do Fuck, whatever I, I want to do. Gratitude so. is that expensive? <laughs> Give Gina, it up everybody. For Gina, everybody. Gina, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. One more time, guys. Gina Rosero. Amazing. Because it goes places. It might be like, <laughs> one second, we're like, <laughs> the next. <laughs> the this next bitch guess. is a bomb-ass bitch. I love her so much. If you don't know her, you will. You must know her. She got a very fucking dope podcast called... Call the Read. Yes. 
Crystal fans here. Yeah, I don't. Wow. I love it. You got a little something in your hand. I always do. It's a magnet for anything, you know, fuzzy. I feel like you really know how to engage with people online. Ooh, yeah. I do know how to do that. (laughs) I might be a little bit too good at that, you know? Me and my therapist think I should probably, you know, do that less. But I am... (laughs) I am really good at that, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you ever fear that people are, are like mad at you and like want to come for you and like have like a spar with you uh, in yeah. person? <laughs> oh no, 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 of course not. I thought you was gonna say on the internet, which like, yes, girl, that is the internet. <laughs> but no, nobody ever has that energy in real life. People are just like honestly, they get kind of emotional. I've had a few people cry. It's like all these sad ass stories, and I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. Your tears are still making me uncomfortable, but <laughs> I appreciate I mean, you so much. I am a hugger and I'm a crier. <laughs> no, I am neither of those. I'm a double Virgo, okay? We don't do that. We do not do that. Like, I hug, you know, you know, people I know, but I'm right. not finna hug no stranger. No. I used to hug everybody when we did meet and greets at our show, mm-hmm. and after every show, I got sick. Oh. oh. And when I stopped hugging people and I stopped sharing blunts, I stopped getting cards. <laughs> I do not share blunts no more. I will roll you one. Sure. Yeah. I'm gener- I bring my whole weed bag with me when I go places. That's oh my God. Nice. I will roll a joint for everybody else. I wish That's I so gener- could, like, That is really generous. I know, wish I, I could like get that high. Is nice to me. Yeah. I wish I could do high well. Yeah, you, do you not? Are no, you just- I don't. <laughs> I'm a drinker. Okay, well, you know, I'm pretty good at that too. But yeah. What happens when you guys get high? What happens when I get high? Well, yeah, my ADHD slows way down. Okay. It's, it's my Ritalin. I'm able to focus. It's like I get high, and then I'm able to go out into the world. I get things done. I multitask. I know a lot of people have the exact opposite effect. For yeah. me, it really is, like, medicinal. That's I would say dope. I yeah. get pretty badass when I get high. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, I'm like, honey, I think it's time to get up to the devil's business. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I definitely... Gonna be a what good night. I'm talking about fucking. I cannot. What do you do? You like to smoke on the regs, like every every morning, or what do you what do you like to do? Well, it doesn't have to be smoke, but I okay. do consume marijuana in some form of another. <laughs> pretty much every day. We haven't seen each other in about two years. You seem so chill. Yeah. Right now, yeah. it's what amazing. What was she like two years ago? <laughs> well, no, you were still. I mean, you were still fly. <laughs> tell the truth. Amazing. No, tell the truth. No, no. Uh, tell the truth. Well, we were drinking a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we did. Would get, we would get smashed. Yeah. And then like because then we, we were working at yeah. MTV at eleven thirty p.m. on a Friday night. Yeah. So it was like, of course we're going to get drunk so we can do this fucking show. So, yeah. you know. And arguing with Charlemagne the God. So right. like, My job is to, argue, is to be the person with some common sense on the show. Yes. Literally, when they hired me, they were like, we need someone to combat the dumb shit that Charlemagne says. And I was yeah. like, I will do that. Yeah. I will do that for you, Viacom. You went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you went, you, y'all went hard, and like you'd be yeah. like back and forth, and I'd be like, "Can I say something now?" <laughs> and y'all would be like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, all right." Oh, <laughs> uh, what a time that show was! Your family yeah. is your family really good at arguing and like just Ooh, like yeah. having sharp opinions and sharp times. Yeah, okay. I was raised to 
be able to debate my point to the bitter end Ooh, and to so also good. not get into debates or arguments unless I was 100% certain that I was correct. Oh. So thank you. See another one who gets me. So when I do bother to argue, like with Charlemagne for money on TV, <laughs> it's because I know for certain that whatever <laughs> dumb shit he just said is yeah. incorrect. Yeah. And I can outsmart him on this. Like, yeah. I can out-logic you on this at the bare minimum. I don't argue unless I know I'm right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How well, does that work in relationships? Uh, well, I'm always right. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> it's very frustrating for the people I date because I am literally... Like, I am very self-aware. If I fuck up, I know it. Yeah. You don't have to, like, beg for an apology out of me because I feel so guilty as soon as I realize I was wrong that I'm, like, falling all over myself to apologize. But that's so rare. I'm really almost always right. <laughs> so, you know, they just kind of have to get... If you are not good at being like, damn, babe, you're right, it's not going to work between me and you. Were you... I mean, how did you grow up? Did you, were your parents lawyers or the date debaters? Like, what, what was going on? <laughs> That's interesting because my father, um, he actually double majored in chemistry and physics and then went to law school. So, like... Like you do. Every, Shit. you know, every way that you can be a nerd. <laughs> And then my mother got That's a amazing. master's degree in speech pathology. Come on! So, right. So it was like words and arguing and logic and like very much that type of household. Oh my God. Where did yeah. you grow up? In Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. On purpose? Oh, no, girl. I would have never done that. And I will never do that to my children. But yeah. Did you have a tornado um, hideout? Or girl, no? listen, tornadoes are fun. <laughs> I know. Actually, guys. I grew up in Texas. I know. So Tornado, you get it. Yeah. yeah. Tornadoes that can be the movies fun. make yeah. it look like tornadoes are so destructive, yeah. and they are. They, they, they are. are. They are. They are. They only hit the bad people. people. They only hit the they bad people. They do a lot of damage, yeah. but yeah, the the weather like right before a tornado is usually like very chill and very nice. We're like outside. People are taking big sniffs, like tornado coming. We be like, you right. You well, right. the, the green clouds. You can smell it. You mm-hmm. can feel the change in air pressure. Everybody in Oklahoma has a degree in meteorology. You have to yeah. because the weather there is fucking insane. I'm just going to shift. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to all the way shift. Yeah. So many people, especially comedians and actors that I know, their, their happiness um, lives in the amount of likes they have. Oh. And, and all the sweet comments they get. Yeah. How is that? Is it like that for you? And it's, if not, how do you differentiate like my real life really and not. life on Instagram? Well, I learned that from Beyonce, actually. <laughs> like I learned so many things. Be like Beyonce and separate your private real life from whatever yes. the fuck bullshit you are yes. engaged in for money. All right. She doesn't even need to like fucking put like a um, caption. She's just like. I mean, I mean, she doesn't even do interviews anymore. That bitch does not even talk to us. <laughs> Question from Answers the audience about adulting. What's the question? All right. How soon is too soon to think someone is the one? Oh my God. <laughs> too soon? I would say like the, like the I would time say three or four dates. I mean, to like commit, to be like, I'm going to marry this person, I would say anything sooner than six months is too soon. Yeah. You can Ooh. have that feel. You can have that weird feeling though. It's like this is the fucking yeah. Huh? You know what For I mean? a year, yeah. I was like, I still want to talk to him, and that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you have to you have to judge it to who you are as a as an individual human being. Yes. Like for me, if I still want to talk to you at all, like past meeting you, then we have something going on. 
We've already made a magical connection because I am, I'm attracted to like almost no one. So. Right. <laughs> Next question. How do you tell your boss they're racist? <laughs> wow, this is fucked up. I feel up. like Kellyanne Conway wrote that. <laughs> How do you tell your boss they're racist? I think you flip over the desk and you're like, you're a fucking racist. And then you're like, who's coming with me? Have you ever had to tell your boss that they're racist? Um, I've had a reason to, but have I done it? No. Like there was one time I was at uh, like a big lunch with all these members of our board and I'm the only woman and I'm the only person who is not white. So it's automatically uncomfortable. Yeah. This is in Oklahoma. I'm working for an oil and gas company. So these men are all very rich. Ooh, BP. No, thank you. Girl. And this was right after President Obama was elected. So, you know, I'm flying high in the office. I'm coming the next day like. And, like, we've eaten and we've done all the business or whatever, and they're just having casual conversation. And I hear one of them say, what are we going to do about this boy that they've put in the White House? And I said, oh, fuck, I have a decision to make right now. (laughs) Like, I can either do what I feel I should do, or I can keep my job. And I chose to keep my job. Um, But... I just... I would, I would, like, if you're worried about your job, I would do it the HR way. And be like, mm. excuse me. Mm. No, no. Listen to me, goddammit. Uh, you can try. Here we go. <laughs> I, I mean, I've you tried. You do the CNN HR way where you're just like, those were some really racially charged statements you made. <laughs> there were some real racial overtones. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Where they come so close to saying racist, but they're just like, they, they're like, just fucking say it, and they just won't say it. Right. You know? yeah. That's what you say to HR. And then you quit. Uh, well, you know, I went to HR about this. The HR lady was very well aware of this, but within the laws of the state, there was only so much she could do, which okay, did not include Taraji firing P. them. Okay, Henson and Hidden Figures. <laughs> So what I did was started, ter- I, um, anytime we had a meeting and they would go into executive session where they would kick me out and be racist, I, um, I would turn on the voice memos on my iPhone and just leave it in my purse. Yes. Okay, Tiffany Haddish in every audition, yes. <laughs> yes. When I saw that, I was like, Tiffany gets it. Yeah. So I was recording all their fucked up racist conversations, what? and I ended up sending all that into the state's ethics. Um, oh, my God. And all this shit, yeah. So hopefully it doesn't... <laughs> Amazing. Chris, <laughs> Thank you, Brooklyn. This was fun, fun, fun. Just plain old size 12 fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Who do we have? We had Aparna. What do you mean we had? Yes. Yeah, Gina Rosero. Yes. Uh, Crystal West as well. Girl, bye. God, on the ones and twos. And threes and followers. Adulting was produced by Blakeney Schick and Odelia Rubin. The adulting team includes Joanna Salatarif, Paula Schumann, Joe Plord, Keegan Zimma, Ed Haber, and George Wellington. And the live show is produced by Christian Christian (laughs) Our theme music was by Isaac Jones, with additional music by DJ Downwell. And if you like this episode, please rate us. Or write a review, or both, only if it's good. What? (laughs) 
and subscribe wherever <laughs> you get your podcast. Bitch! So you don't miss our next episode. Oh! <laughs> Michelle, do you have any words of wisdom? Yeah, write a good fucking review! <laughs> <laughs>